there, listeners. Thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Today we're going to be talking about The Once and Future Witches by Alex E. Harrow. Um, I have to say, loved this book. I really did. Um, I haven't read anything by Hara before, but, you know, I'm kind of kicking myself. <laughs> um, I love anything um, that has to do with witches, generally, if it's written well. And this is definitely one of those books that is written well. So the novel takes place, you know, kind of alternate history, 1800s, um, during the suffrage movement, except witches are or were considered real. Um, I mean, one of the opening lines for this book is in 1893 there were no such there's no such thing as witches but there used to be so it wasn't just like oh the witch hysteria to just kind of you know get rid of women no there were witches and I love this book how it was designed you have nursery rhymes um at the beginning of every chapter and they do play a part in giving the reader insight into what the chapter is going to be about and to who these characters are that are using the chapter because the story does go between the three sisters James Juniper, Agnes Amaranth and Beatrice Belladonna and they have not had an easy life again you know you're thinking you can it, it really is our history, you know, just think, oh, witches were real, you know, in our history. And who's to say that they're not? Um, it's all about intent when it comes to this book. It's all about what is your intent when weaving these nursery rhymes, you know? That's what's really, really compelling about this story. These strong female characters drive the story forward you know they do make such a name for themselves so it opens up with um james she's kind of on the run because she did kill her father um her father was <laughs> uh an abusive you know bastard pretty much there's there's no denying that he was not a good person as the story begins to develop and evolve you are getting insights into who these characters are you have Beatrice Belladonna she's the oldest sister um, and Agnes is the middle sister they both left home left uh, Juniper with her father you know at a very young age and they reunite in New Salem. Um, they're brought together by this mysterious force and they haven't seen each other for years, not since they were all shipped off to their separate ways. But they're, re they're, they're reunited by threads of magic and I think it's really good to see them kind of bring the together you're seeing the tension between them you're seeing all the secrets and unexplained um 
forces that unfortunately drove them apart. Really, it's all just misunderstanding after misunderstanding. And I love how the sisters develop as characters. You have Belladonna. She is part of the LGBTQ community. She is um, a lesbian. And you just got to think, you know, 1800s being a lesbian. Oh, wow. You just have to imagine, just think of today, you know, being a lesbian isn't 100% accepted, unfortunately. And just think of back then when it was even more of just, they were brutalized pretty much. And, you know, Belladonna herself is quite brutalized. She finds safety in her um, little library, in her little nook reading her stories of the Sisters Grimm, finding secret spells woven here or there, and she's discovering her power in her sexuality. She's discovering freedom to be herself, and I love her journey so much as the story continues. And then you have Agnes, who is the middle sister, but she really is the most almost the most formidable of them. She's very um, headstrong. She has to be. Uh, and in this world, she knows, she's very much aware of the fact that women are not, you know, taken care of properly. She's very much aware of this fact that women, you know, are sexually abused, they're taken advantage of. Um, and then if they get knocked up, well, then they're just thrown out into the street. So, they're very much aware. Uh, she's very much aware of her place as a woman. And when Juniper comes in, she wants to be um, part of the women's movement. She's like, no, we deserve all the same rights as men. Why do men get all these? And she wants to do it by connecting to, by connecting it to the witches movement. She, you know, is very quite capable as a character. She is formidable. She's spunky. She's attitude. She's like all fire and chaos and anarchy and I just love Juniper and I love the sisters as a whole they do balance each other off you have the more I guess Belladonna you could say flighty one you know the one her head her nose is always in the book she's always thinking of fairy tales she's always telling stories and then you have the fiery one Juniper and then you have Agnes who has both feet planted on the ground saying if we're going to do this we have to do this right so I love how these three sisters, you know, the characterization, it does balance each other out. I love how inspirational the story was to me. Um, there are also transgender characters in the book as well. And I think that that's another bit of wonderful representation. And this story as a whole is just kind of about equality, you know, rights for women. I just think of uh, the, the mom from Mary Poppins <laughs> um, whenever I say that. But it's empowering. You know, what is a witch? 
a witch is just a woman who won't take anyone's shit, you know? Um, a witch is just an empowered woman that people fear. And all it takes are our words and our actions and our intent to, to make people tremble. I mean, that's how I... That's what I got from this book, and I just found it very empowering to read. After I was done, I was just like, this book is so important, um, especially in today's day and age when you're seeing women's rights being, you know, infringed upon. You're seeing that fight for equality continue to struggle in it continue nowadays so what does it mean to be a witch well if we were all witches i'm pretty sure we could make the world tremble you know it's all about our intent it's all about saying what we need to say it's all about taking care of ourselves and fighting for that equality and i think that that's what Hera was trying to convey in the novel and i think that she did an excellent job with that, it was just such an empowering novel to read. I, I just, I can't stress this enough. It was amazing. It was 100% amazing to read, um, to be given this chance to read it and review it. Oh, wow. It was just I highly recommend it. Um, I found it to be inspirational for me personally. I found it to be empowering. I think it gives a voice to a lot of women out there who have been victimized by society or by other women because there are women in this book who victimize other women. Um, I think it's I I think it's just an empowering novel. I can't stress that enough. Um, loved it, loved it, loved it. Can't stress this enough. It was, oh God, it's just so good. <laughs> I know, I'm just kind of fangirling here. Um, sorry if this isn't much of a review for you. Um, but anyway, I have to give The Once and Future Witches five out of five stars. I just... To me, it was empowering, and to me, it was inspirational, and to me, it was very relevant to what's going out, to what is happening, um, rather, in the world today. So, Once in Future Witches, five out of five stars. Please remember to support the author by leaving a review of your own, um, talking about it, making noise about it. Uh, you can also support the author by purchasing the book uh, from your local bookseller or online book retailer. Please um, support your bookstores as much as possible. They deserve it way more than Amazon does. Uh, you don't have to support the main chains if you don't want to. If you go on bookshop.org, you can find an independently owned bookstore nearest you. And if it's too far for you to drive to, you can always purchase on bookshop.org and a percentage of your money will go to that bookstore. Um, Barnes & Noble does ship across the country and internationally, so you can support Barnes & Noble online by making a purchase on barnesandnoble.com. 
Books A Million also ships uh, across the country, I believe. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure they do. I just ask that you support your bookstores in any way that you can instead of Amazon uh, when it comes to books. Uh, if money's tight, check the book out from your local library. Definitely worth the read. And if your library is still closed or if there are a lot of COVID restrictions or if you're worried about COVID, you can get the Libby app and you can sign up for a digital library card on your library's website so that you can get audiobooks and ebooks via the Libby app, which is 100% free. You can also sign up for a Scribd membership, which is $8.99 a month, and you get access to thousands of titles on uh, Scribd.com. Uh, you can get ebooks there, you can get audiobooks there. To me, it's just, you know, like the Netflix of books. <laughs> and that's what I would say. It's like the Netflix of books, and it's cheaper than if you have Kindle Unlimited and um, Audible. I mean, Audible is $14.99 a month, and. Kindle Unlimited is $8.99 a month. This is $8.99 a month, and you get access to a thousand titles of ebooks and a thousand titles of audiobooks. So, on that note, I hope you all will continue to support me here by liking this podcast and sharing it with all your book loving friends. Hope you all have a great rest of your day, and as always, happy reading.